couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. You are up early. I have to go to school. I've got stuff to do. Listen, this isn't easy for any of us. I tried to tell them last night, but I couldn't. I kept chickening out after the way you react. Oh, right, like it's my fault. Why couldn't you have kept it a secret? Why'd you have to tell me? I love you. I wanted you to know who I am. We're back with some more Narbos and Broomheads. It's uh, episode six of season three, and uh, very excited. As Courtney says, this is your favorite, your favorite Degrassi podcast. Not your second favorite, not your fifth favorite. Your number one Degrassi podcast out there. And uh, we didn't uh, decide on the order that we're going to say this, so I'll just start. (laughs) I'm one of your pals. My name is Alan, and on Twitter and I was going to say on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Hey. I'm Arlo. Oh. Uh, 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 I was going to jump in. Uh, my name's Arlo, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. <laughs> Courtney. Is that James or is that me? Um <laughs> And I am Courtney, and uh, you listeners are lucky to have Alan and I sitting... Right across the table from each other. One another. We are one. Uh, <laughs> please keep going. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Courtney.1293, but more importantly, check out our podcast account at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. Okay, sorry. Uh, Loose Ropes, it's my wrestling uh, podcast. And uh, we didn't do an episode this week because we have collectively what is known as the Ole Andersons, where that's a really kind of inside joke. I so, like it. I like the joke. Yeah. Did you did you do a, did you do a TikTok video this week though? No, no. I did two last week. So I like TikTok inherently sucks and I know it's a data mining app so I can get weird emails but like 
Yeah, I just like to review snacks. I find it fun and <laughs> relaxing. What's and it? you can put a voice filter on it. Snacks on snacks, snacks on snacks. So snacks on snacks, snacks on snacks. I think yeah. there's only three snacks, right? On TikTok. Yeah. Uh, so there'll be more coming. Uh, another. I'm going to be doing a podcast with uh, another uh, called Thick and Sweaty, and we're doing a fast food cheeseburger gauntlet. So we're going to do like five different chain restaurants cheeseburgers and talk about them so podcast with it. other people yeah lots of other people yeah i guess i do too <laughs> i don't okay. uh this Me episode neither. you guys are disgusting yeah we're polyamorous arlo when it comes to podcasting so <laughs> polyamorous yeah. uh so this is uh, episode six of season three it's called he ain't heavy and it aired on december 5th 1988 Written by Yan Moore, directed by Kit Hood, and in this episode, uh, Snake's brother comes home, and uh, he's got a secret that he's going to be telling everybody, and I mean, before we get into this, I just think the episode is fine in terms of like being entertaining, but they get this all sorts of wrong. Uh, we yes. talk about whether they get things right or not in these episodes, and uh, this is, to me, is a big whiff. What do you guys think? I, I think it's um, not to defend it, but also the time period, because so '88 that was like, you know, information was coming out about AIDS and that sort of thing. So you had all of these stereotypes, and like even there's a part in the episode where he goes, "It's not in the curriculum yet," when yeah. he's talking about AIDS. Is, so I mean, which is true, right? Like, yeah. The, so you have. Oh, sorry, Arlo. No, go ahead. No, you have all of these, like, uh, you know, uh, stereotypes and preconceived notions. And it was just, like, not all information is good information. <laughs> and in this case, it's, like, what? It's 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 it's, it's a hard watch, I, I find. Because it's just, like, it's very cringy. Uh, Hater Israeli on the Degrassipedia page said, It is so bad episode. So... <laughs> We'll uh, we'll see if it actually is. And by the way, just a report from here: there's a big moth flying around. Jesus. The light and Courtney and uh, Amy are freaked out about it. I'm not um, freaked out. It's like having a seizure. I should also mention that Hater Israeli posted this comment on September. Oh no, it's 2011. I thought it was 2001. To September 8th, 2001. I was going to say in three days, buddy, the world is going to change. Um, um it's I for me like it's. Uh, in terms of a little bit of a fail in general that they coupled the um the queer like the queer um person like the person that you know and love who's queer they coupled that with the aids episode but i think that's really like kind of indicative of the times 100 and i mean we're gonna get into it obviously um but that's that's kind of a failure that i see immediately in this so we start the episode off with the boys signing up for basketball tryouts i think luke is commenting on how he sees someone that signed up and is like he's not going to make the team uh (laughs) norman (laughs) fuck you norman uh snake says he hopes to make the basketball team he says his brother was the captain of the team and the football team and the debate team and he's in med school on a scholarship and on top of all of that He's a really nice guy. So what a cheesy fucking line that was. It honestly sounds like he's talking about someone he wants to date. Maybe he does. 
But he guess what, everybody? He's not perfect. He's yeah. actually gay. Yeah, that's what we're... I mean, yeah, it's kind of what they're implying, which... Yeah, right? Like, I... You know what I'd rather do instead of this episode? What? You know the... There's that commercial from, like, the 90s, and it was about drug addiction, and they used the song, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, yeah. where he goes to visit his brother in rehab. That yeah. is like the number one, like, the number one association that I have yeah. with He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, and obviously, like, the the title of this episode is citing that song. It's a song by the yeah. Hollies, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I, um, I, but Canadian kids... In the, of that era, specifically associated with this anti-drug commercial, which is from Canadian uh, Concerned Advertising. Yeah, Concerned Canadians I'd for rat- Advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually, I, I hadn't realized that that was a specific Canadian thing until I watched this episode and looked into it a little bit more. And I, like, uh, as we know, I have an American husband, and sometimes I like cite like like Canadian knowledge. That I assume everyone knows. Like, I'll be like, oh, I smell burnt toast. I must have a seizure. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck toast. are you talking about? Right? <laughs> like, and he just doesn't know. And, like, same thing with this particular commercial. I think yeah. this is, like, totally ubiquitous for any Canadian kid that grew up during this time. Is this the He and Heavy commercial? I'd, um, rather, I'd rather watch that commercial 30 times in a row than watch this episode because it. <laughs> I, I I would also like to see Arlo's husband Drew pretend to be um <laughs> a character in Full House because he's from San Francisco. <laughs> so BLT says <laughs> to Snake uh, Oh, so you and your brother are you sure you're related? And Snake's like, Oh, you asshole, and they run down the hall gleefully, and then the show opens. And when we come back from the show opening, so here we go. The grade nine class are shaking hands with each other. So each person in the class is told to shake hands with four other people as part of an exercise. They go back to their desks and they turn over cards. And one person has the A card. And it is Snake. And the A card means he has AIDS. Uh, The class laughs. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Mr. Garcia then asks the people who shook hands with Snake to stand up. And he says, well, in shaking hands with him, you were exposed to AIDS. And right away, I'm like, that's really the wrong way to be teaching this. Way to perpetuate misinformation. Yeah. Um, So then he asks the people who shook hands with those people to stand up. And of course, everybody in the class at that point stands up. And so everyone has AIDS because they shook hands with each other. AIDS, 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 AIDS. There is no mention... and, and everyone believes that you can get AIDS from shaking hands because they were not listening to the lesson, obviously. So no mention no. of sex or needles whatsoever. Uh, but then he does ask the people who had cards with a C on it to stand up. And, uh, of course, if Kathleen was in this class, she would have the C card. <laughs> uh, Nancy, BLT, and Shane all stand. And I think such irony with Shane that he has the Yeah, con- the irony of Shane, for sure. Uh, so they used condoms when they had sexual contact. It is the one time in this class where there's reference to sex as part of the transmission of this virus, which, of course, you do not transmit the AIDS virus. Uh, it's the HIV 
Yeah. And, and HIV virus is actually a double use of virus because the V and vi- HIV is virus. Anyways. HIV squared. Yes. You uh, could use that activity f- to explain COVID. You like, could. You really could. Yeah. Like someone would have a mask, like three people would have a mask. And then, yeah, I I think that part is an effective way, but like it pretty much stops after that. Well, well I, you, like, you do have to remember that um, like AIDS as a, uh, I guess, a syndrome, um, it's autoimmunity uh, deficiency, deficiency <laughs> syndrome was only uh, it was only named in 1980. So we're talking eight years later and during like yes. the very genesis of this, like when it was just being named and that kind of thing, it was very much as we see in this, it was very much viewed as like a homosexual disease. And because of the stigma of that, like people didn't fucking care. They didn't commit it to any kind of um like interest or anything like that and so when we're like really hitting it in like 1988 still not part of the curriculum as we find out um but like this is the first time that people are really talking about it the thing that gets me though is that like we know that in the 80s there was a lot of misinformation about aids but this is supposed to be like the teachers teaching in the classroom to get these kids straight on it and the show is supposed to be presenting like we know there's misinformation. Here's the right information, except that they give wrong information. Yeah, except they use a handshake as an example of how to transmit and, AIDS. And again, if if he says explicitly, and I mean, you don't obviously hear everything he says in the class. No. But, this is, but you as the audience are supposed to take the lesson from this. And at no point does he say, this handshake represents that you've, you're fucking. But we do yes, at the end. Correct, of, we yeah. we hear on the way out of class. We hear Simon, the idiot, be like, "I didn't know you could get AIDS from a handshake." But again, like that's that's the problem is that lots of people are dumb. Yeah, and so Simon represents the idiots, the idiots, and a lot of them who are going to be like, "Oh." And of course, at that point, it Michelle, it should have been more than just a passing comment. It should have been like an obvious yeah. thing. It just should never have been a handshake. Like you obviously yes. found a way to talk about condoms with the C card. You could have easily found a better way to explain the transmission of AIDS by not saying like you shook hands with this. Like I just right. think like you, you pass a scarf between you or right. something like that. And like, yeah, again, right, like yeah. let's remember this episode aired in 88, right? So it's not like they have the knowledge that we do reviewing it right now. Um, There's still the question of like, well, why would they even use that as an example in the class if that's not actually how you get it? So, yeah, I think that was a miss on, on, on their part, for sure. So this is going to fuck me up throughout the episode, because we have Shane and Snake involved Uh-oh. in the same story here. Shake. <laughs> so Shane and BLT say after class that it's too bad that Snake gave everyone AIDS. <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is their words, not mine. I'm just going to read it. They didn't know he was a homo. And then they start acting like they think gay people act like. Yeah. Uh, Garcia interrupts them and Snake, uh, turns all serious. And he's like, oh, I actually heard that heterosexual people can get AIDS too. <laughs> and again, like, okay, we're portraying like young guys in 1988 who are joking around and like, it's, 
I'm going to say it. Like, it's pretty realistic for what you would see. Gonna, it's not specific to 1980. I was going to say like, it could I, be that, yesterday. That shit's still going on, man. Could like, be yesterday. Yeah. Yes, we have not solved the homophobia uh, issue yet in society in 2020. Um, but, I, I again, like, I just think for the benefit of people at home, lots of, you know, I, if you're... If you're wise to it, you know that you can't spread this if you're a homosexual. But in watching it, I feel like it kind of still kind of perpetuates that stereotype. Yep. Um, That's the first thing I thought of when they when they referred like the handshake thing. That's the first thing I thought of. So the twins and LD are wondering why Mr. Garcia is teaching sexual health when Lucy walks up to them. Uh, they get all frosty with her. Mm-hmm. Lucy apologizes to LD. So if you recall now, what, fucking three episodes ago? Who knows? It was like Christmas and a fall dance and <laughs> yeah. fucking in maybe, reverse order. Maybe spring happened too. Who knows? So in a previous episode, uh, Lucy threw a party, lied to her friends, didn't invite them, blew them off. And uh, it's implied that her and her boyfriend at the time, Paul, had sex at the party. They did not. Uh, I'm kind of I'm confused, actually, uh, by her relationship with uh, the girls in this episode. Like, I, I, they should be mad at her for lying to them. Like, that's, that's fine. But they are heavily, heavily sex-shaming her for what they perceive to be her having slept with Paul. And I can't, like, I can't quite figure out if it's, like, they just want to be mean so that's an easy target is to slut shame her or if they are actually shaming her for being quote a slut and that's why they're being mean to her so i had the same uh point arlo and maybe i missed a deleted scene because i did but what did the twins say stuff as well because i know i saw the scene where ld said like no the twins just walk away okay. it's ld that says I, all the, the mean twins shit have been pissed at her since like the episode that yeah but they but they've never said anything but this episode is when ld specifically said something about he didn't love you in the morning or something Well, and and she said that and at the end of like the last episode where you know and like i'm just i'm not really clear if like she's being shunned specifically because all the other girls think that she's sexually active right now or if she's being shunned because she was a liar and that's just an easy target. I think that's a second one. I think they're pissed at her because of what she did and they're but then, it's, like, it's manifesting later in the episode, itself. Well, I mean, later when we got the episode, she's like, well, do you want to know or not? Well, and they're like, yeah, we really want to know. I, and it's just like, what? Yeah, but what? I think it's like, like, I'm mad that you blew me off, but I'm, I'm going to go at you because you, you, you ditched us to fuck your boyfriend. Yeah. And so that's what they're going at. And then, of course, yes, later on when it's revealed that they're wrong, then they realize that, you know what, like, maybe they should have gotten upset about the first thing, but it, they took it too far. And, like, you see this here. LD is bitch supreme in this in this uh, scene here. Like, she's like, oh, he didn't respect you in the morning. That's why yeah. he's not your boyfriend. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. I think LD purposely does that because she, I don't know, like, she, it, she knows it's going to it's going to sting, right? Like you don't say that without knowing you're going to really hurt your friend by saying that. And you're, yeah, like you said, it's hundred percent slut shaming. So Joey is trying to sell zit remedy tapes to spike Allison and Amy. 
none of whom are having it. Caitlin comes uh, out of school. Um, he's outside doing this. Joey says hello, and she blows him off. So we just get a little bit of a throwback to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snake, BLT, and Shane come outside. And Joey asks Snake if he wants to go to Crazy Radio, C-R-A-Z, to drop off the tape, because he is going to bring this tape to a radio station. They're going to play it, and the Zit Remedy are going to get famous, because that's how it works. That's how it works. Snake wants to play basketball. Joey is upset because Wheels doesn't come to school anymore, and Snake isn't into the band. And I also noticed that Snake is wearing a t-shirt that says Snake on it. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they over. made a bunch they Grand made alert. a bunch of they made a bunch of shirts like for promo shots like Snake, you know, Lucy yes. just with everyone's names on it. And uh, then they just you wear them. <laughs> I don't know. Arthur and Yick are talking about all of the homework that they have, and Yick again says that Arthur is rich and can pay somebody to do it for him. Again, leading, we've talked about this before. So I think this episode happens, and then it's supposed to be the Christmas episode. Because we're now dealing with shit that blew up like four episodes yeah. ago. And that would make sense for it to all accumulate on, on the Christmas episode where he gives him his present and blah, blah, blah. 100%. Agree. So I'm going to warn you all. We're going to talk about Dorothy now. So gonna everyone's going to get triggered here. <laughs> We see Dorothy. Dorothy's in the background. She's shaking hands with Tessa. They're making a bet. And Tessa goes up to Arthur and asks if he's rich. And Arthur is like, no. Which he is lying. And she... Tessa walks away. Arthur the idiot blames Yick for telling people. Meanwhile, his fucking cousin is standing right there. Like, in front of him, talking to all her fucking friends. And he's like, well, it must be Yick. Uh, and Yick actually suggests maybe it was Dorothy. Arthur says he doesn't think so, and he's an idiot. Uh, Joey goes you to... You idiot, <laughs> is what he says. You fucking jerk. <laughs> DVD <laughs> version. Uh, Joey goes to Crazy Radio. The receptionist uh, asks if he's there for the job. So I guess they're hiring for something. And he says he wants to see the program manager... And she tries to blow him off with all the lines. The, the manager's busy. He's in a meeting. Um, he may not have time to see you. But Joey insists that he's going to stay there and speak with him. So, uh, side note, Cree or C-R-A-Z radio. Um, unfortunately, this location, as far as my uh, research has told me, has been torn down. Aww. It is now a, a block of condos. Um, it's on it's Adelaide Street West. Um, but right about where uh, CRAZ Radio was, there is a restaurant, a chicken restaurant. Uh-oh. It is called Radish's Chicken. Flock Rotisserie and Greens, a hip spot for chicken and salads. Nice. So I, I feel like this is probably the type of place that Radish would take his dates. So. <laughs> also, it, it, this radio station, if it's in Canada, shouldn't it be Craze Z Radio? Well, there is Correct. like an Australian secretary, so who really knows? And I she's, mean, she's a, she's British, actually. Oh, oh. yeah, Courtney, <laughs> get your countries right. Pip pip. Yo, <laughs> the boys are playing basketball uh, at the school. Simon takes the worst shot ever and fucking sinks it. 
Like he takes some like underhanded, not trying shot and it goes in, which I love. Uh, uh, let's see here. Snake bumps into Shane and Shane says no contact. And then they act. And again, I'm doing uh, air quotes for this. They act gay again. Uh, and Courtney and Amy, who are here with me, can see that I actually made air quotes when I said that. Yeah, he did. Uh, so then we see this fucking guy driving up in a rad fucking Jeep. This fucking guy, let me tell you. Uh, Glenn is the guy. He's the man. Yeah, he's got this Jeep and it's amazing. He gets out and he sees Snake playing basketball and he says to him, How you doing, little brother? Which would never happen. <laughs> What's, up? What's up, big guy? <laughs> hey, big guy? <laughs> What's going on, little bro? Is anybody else enjoying uh, Luke's crop top in this scene? <laughs> Always. Shane is doing the, like, shirt tucked behind his neck, which, if you've ever done it, it's super uncomfortable. Basketball, <laughs> and, like, it seems counterproductive to not do that, but I don't know, maybe... Shirts versus skins, bro. You gotta do what you gotta do. But he didn't want to fully take off his shirt. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe he has really bad back knee. I, if you're playing three-on-three three basketball, do you need to have shirts versus skins? Like, can't you just know who's on your team? <laughs> Always. Always. <laughs> uh, so... I feel like you guys are the authority on sports, so you tell us. Well, like, I'm, I'll be honest. Like, you know, I was, I was and am fat, so I would never do fucking skins. You were a what? <laughs> fat. Oh, I was the fat too. Yeah, we, they're not going to make the girls do skins unless it's in well, my it's in my dreams. <laughs> well, you you, you guys, um, I actually found something else <laughs> this week. Um, I was looking into the origins of Degrassi and uh, why a street in Toronto would have been named Degrassi. Does it have something so to do with actually, taking your shirt off? <laughs> it was named after Filippo Degrassi who was an Italian soldier who was an influential um, player in the 1837 rebellion in Upper Canada. But generally speaking, the surname Degrassi, which is where this person came from, um, is Italian. And uh, Degrassi means corpulent or stout. And uh, it comes from grasso, which means overweight. So when we're talking about... Degrassi Junior High, we're actually talking about overweight junior high. <laughs> Fat kid school. Yeah, Perfect. so you guys are, it's, you've, you've, you've met your calling. Thank you. Uh, we that's, did admit we were fat. That's so. fat kids have, we found you, our place. I, that's what you said. Fatty high. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Snake is Snake is very happy to see his brother. He introduces him to his friends, um, and uh, they're like, "Oh, we heard you're pretty good at blast basketball." So Glenn takes this like three point shot with the power of great editing. He sinks it. Uh, Shane's friends are super impressed, and they think his Jeep is awesome. They're not wrong. That Jeep is rad. It's one of the people who have driven cars before. Clutch's car is cool, but some of the other cars we've seen are not. But this Jeep is pretty fucking rad. Like uh, Spike's mom's car. On, it's very specifically on the Degrassi wiki as being uh, Glenn's Jeep. Yes. <laughs> also, his. Do you notice that his brother's voice? It sounds like it's dubbed over. 
Like, it just how be. he talks. Like, it's really weird. Like, it's so clean. Like, <laughs> it's it's odd. It threw me I, off. I agree with you. Um, like, I, I wouldn't say dubbed exactly. over, but it, it does sound very clean. Like, he's like a Shakespearean what? actor or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, hello, and, little and, brother. <laughs> yeah, like, hello. How are you doing? Like his the actor's name is Montgomery Randall, and I'm like, of course, <laughs> of fucking course it is. Like, Mon- his first name is Montgomery. The, he, the, for he, real. I I figured it out. He is acting. So his character that he drew or that he got assigned to him at the murder death party or whatever, like murder <laughs> mystery party. Was, uh aspiring doctor brother and he so this is him playing it like he's just a regular dude he's probably like the boom mic operator or something Leo, and, yeah and he's like hi little brother <laughs> hello little brother How are you? <laughs> do you do you need a ride let's go in my jeep oh i have some details about my life that i will t- tell you about you sound like a bot i don't know that's like like well that's what he sounded like he did he, he kind of sounds and looks looks like a bot honestly. hello brother but yeah his name is montgomery randall he doesn't have any other credits in terms of acting at all so um meow, meow, meow. shane asks glenn why he's there and glenn says that classes were canceled for a few days uh shane makes sure that he hasn't dropped out and then he's like, oh, wait a second. You must be getting married. Which I think is really weird because I don't get the impression that Snake knew he had a girlfriend. No. He's just like, oh, you showed up here. I mean, he talks about his brother like, I think that they're in contact quite a bit. So you'd think he would know if he was dating? Like, I don't know. It's like, did his brother disappear for a year? And he hasn't seen him. And now he's like, oh, you must have a girlfriend and be getting married. Like, I don't know. Anyway, Snake says that... Their parents cannot wait to have grandchildren, and of course, all of this knowing where the story is heading is just like rubbing rubbing salt in the wounds, even though they mean to rub salt in the wounds, kind of, but of course, if you are in a uh, homosexual relationship, you can have kids, and the parents can have grandchildren. Well, and just to point out, um, you couldn't legally be married in Canada um, to a same-sex partner until 2005. So, so yeah, I did my Arloing. Quite a bit after this. I did my Arloing as well, and I was, like, researching, Aww. like, the history of, of LGBTQ in Canada. And 1988, in particular, had two milestones. Um, and Arlo, I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes here. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, but the Education first... Education for all. Yes. The first um, MP in Canada in 1988 came out as gay, and that was Sven. I think his last name is Sven Robinson. Yeah, yeah. And he is an NDP MP, and he came out as gay in 1988. And the United Church in 1988 was the first church to allow um, gay and lesbian to and I to be ordained. Um, so those are the two milestones in 1988. And I mean, it says, it says a lot that some of those bigger, like we were mentioning before this, like those bigger milestones, you know, like obviously, um, same sex marriage wasn't legal till I think 99. 
uh, sexual orientation wasn't read into uh, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms till I think after 1990. So, I mean, we're still in a time where being gay is not okay. And definitely not at this time in history in Canada. Like, this, uh, this was a big deal. Like, um, being gay was not okay in Toronto in no. 1988. Well, we had the bathhouse raids was in 81. Um, a really excellent podcast if anyone is, you know, interested in the subject matter. And I, I actually really, really encourage anyone to seek out this podcast. Are you going to talk um, about Justin Ling? Yes, yes. Yes, I am. He is my favorite. Sorry, oh, story to steal podcast. your thunder, but I love him. I'm just like, please listen to our podcast. But also this other podcast that is amazing. Um, it is a CBC undercover po- uh, podcast. And I think it's season three of yeah. the series, CBC yeah. Undercover. CBC and Uncover. The- Uncover, right. Yeah. And it's called The Village. Yeah. Um, I believe it's season three. And it is amazing. And it is pretty much like as a deep dive into how Bruce MacArthur, who is a Canadian serial killer killer was of gay able men to operate of gay men who was able to operate for so long because of systematic discrimination and uh, prejudice against people who lived in the gay village in Toronto. And it even more than that, like it's, it's really just a deep dive into uh, the history of, um, the LGBTQ2 plus community in Canada and uh, specifically Toronto. And so this is very specific to Degrassi because Degrassi takes place in Toronto. And if you're like curious about where people might have been uh, at the time when this episode was filmed and when, um, you know, people were consuming this episode it's a really really great podcast so shane asks glenn if he can help him with basketball and uh then they tussle each other's hair (laughs) which is again like i don't know i don't have a sibling but like i do i have two and i've never tussled hair yeah um so they get to snake's place and before they go inside glenn tells them that he came home to tell him some other stuff. He's like, class wasn't canceled. This is... Ugh. So class wasn't canceled. He's moving out of the dorm and to uh, an apartment downtown with a friend. And he makes it pretty clear that he's into the person who he's moving in with. And Snake says, oh, of course, you're moving in with some girl. Glenn says, no, it's a guy. His name is Greg, and he's gay. And Snake says... What are you living with one of those for? 1988. Glenn tells Snake that he is also gay. Snake thinks that he's joking. And as Snake is in shock, Snake's mom comes outside of the home and sees that Glenn's there. So she interrupts the conversation. And from this point on, again, this this Glenn who's struggling with coming out to his family, we now start to really focus on how hard this is for snake it's just it's like the same when when wheels parents died like this was really hard on snake guys 
yeah, this is a very tough thing for Snake to Fuck deal with. Fuck the people who were directly affected by the situation. Snake had a hard time. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like, I, I guess, like, the whole point of the series is to, like, see it through um, the viewer's eyes, I guess. And the viewer is someone who is Snake's age. But you're also assuming the viewer is, like, a homophobic motherfucker. <laughs> well, I mean, at the time, like, that could be a pretty good assumption. Like, uh, 100%. Eh. So Joey is still at the radio station as people are leaving and uh, they are closing up and he's told that he needs to leave, but he can leave his tape. But Joey is very persistent and says, no, he will come back tomorrow. Uh, So the next day we see Glenn jogging and he's wearing some really sweet teal sweatpants. They're so teal. There could not be more teal. It's amazing. Uh, Snake... (laughs) Snake comes out of his home and sees Glenn, and Glenn says he could not tell their parents after the way that Snake reacted. And Snake says, why couldn't you just keep it a secret? <laughs> Which, again, like... Glenn says, yeah. It's, have, it's- you guys, have, you, have you guys ever had someone come out to you? Like, in confidence, not just like... I, like, like someone genuinely come out to you? No. Courtney's thinking. She's still thinking. James? Uh, yeah. Um, like, to you personally? Boss. Like, not just like, oh, by the way, I'm gay, but like, like a moment. A moment where they were just like, I need to tell you something. Well, my, my brother came out uh, to me, but to the family. So I was there, I guess. Um, they, did they tell you, like, before or like, with, like, along with your family? Uh, well, I knew <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's, uh, but I've had someone tell me that, uh, not come out, I guess that they're told me that they're, uh, gay, but my brother came out to my family and he told me, um, I think he told everyone separately, but like it was a big, he was 18 and it was a, a big thing for him. Um, obviously. But uh, it is a, it's a long story, but it was uh, it was interesting because um, like no one in my family, I don't want to say they didn't care, but it wasn't a big deal that he was gay. Um, so my in my experience, like I, uh, I I've had a very good friend of mine come out to me and like I, I would have never thought that he would have thought that I would be anything other than supportive. I would have never thought that he would have thought that his family would be anything else than supportive, but he was still absolutely terrified to come out to any of us. So um, that stuck with me. And like, he came out to us when he was 16 years old and um, he he was absolutely terrified. He thought everyone, like he, in his mind, he thought everyone was going to just own him forever, const- like forever, the rest of his life, and he would be alone. And uh, it's horrible for me to think that he would have thought that, even though, like, I personally would never have expressed anything that would have made him think that like and it's just it's the world we live in and it's horrible 
Cause it's the world I know. <laughs> There's a walk up on high. Sorry. Didn't mean to get so heavy. I just, uh, like. Is it uh, your brother? <laughs> sorry. I I do agree, though. It's, I mean, sorry. We're, we're, we're being. We're, he ain't heavy. <laughs> He's my brother. I think, I think, again, None of us are homosexual, so we all can definitely share experiences with, like, having gay people come out to us. But I feel like just from people I've talked to, it's not, it's still not an easy thing. And it's still not an easy thing for gay, you know, for people coming out being like, of course, they're not going to judge me. Of course, they're not going to like, even though, like, on the receiving end of it, we're like, I can't believe he would even think I would judge him well, or whatever I, and 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 i think that that's the point like i i didn't think like oh i don't care but there are probably people that he's dealt with or just in general the way society is that would care and would hold it against him so i mean that's that's a whole other thing i mean that's what's going on right now with you know it, we're still at that point that you know that there's still people who think like snake. Like I, it's, it's ridiculous that well, it is that way, but and, people and that, use, like people still use being gay as an insult, right? Like not like people yeah. still say, Hey, you F A G like that. Like, it's just, yeah. it's a natural part of your like arsenal to insult somebody is to, is to like, associate uh, them with being like, gay. It's just like, it's casual insults though too. Like it's, um, and uh, like I've eradicated that from my life, but there's still circles where it's cool to be like, "Oh, that's so gay." Like it, it's these casual insults that say that being gay is negative. So, and that's well, not okay. I, no. Um, just to throw back, since it always gets referenced, but like this is another thing. Like back to the Friends thing, right? Like Friends was a hugely popular show, and Friends was a show that made it okay to make fun of gay people. Like, let's be honest. Like being and gay on that cool. show was a massive insult. Like they used it as an insult. They used it as something to imply that you were not good, that you were gross. Like, ugh. I think it was like in the 90s it was like it's good enough if we acknowledge that there are gay people and that you know we don't outright discriminate against them but it's still okay to crack wise on like every at every chance they get yeah like let's make fun of being gay let's make it seem like the worst thing that could be and i mean it still hasn't died off to like a reasonable amount these days i think it's really important to like be able to talk about it yeah um change change doesn't happen overnight no like none of us are none of us are like innocent and when we watch a show like degrassi where they're confronting these issues like they may not get it exactly right and that's okay but like i think it's really important that we're able to talk about it afterwards and be like eh, that didn't quite get it right. So uh, Glenn uh, is still talking to Snake outside and says, uh, Glenn says he loves Snake and that's why he told him who he was. And Snake just walks away. So at school that day, uh, we now have Bartholomew Bond. Woo! 
And Casey. Woo! Asks Good old Casey. They ask Arthur if he's rich, and Arthur denies it. Because we go from, like, this heavy conversation about, like, you know, Snake's brother coming out to, are you rich, Arthur? Like, this is the, like, unsolved mystery fucking William Shatner makes an appearance next up. Like, I don't, I still, why is this an arc that is still existing? So, he keeps wondering why these uh, little kids keep asking him. And again, it's like, your fucking cousin's a little kid and telling people, dummy. And then he says it's a problem because of kidnappers. And again, who's kidnapping this little fucker? Not fucking me. No uh, way. So Snake, it's a problem because of kidnappers? That's what he said. Are you fucking shitting me? Nope. That's what he said. Was this trying to be a setup for a future fucking episode where Arthur gets fucking kidnapped and no one gives a shit? By like, Mr. Colby. No, that, that would be amazing. Spinoff movie. Yeah. <laughs> Except yes, Arthur gets kidnapped and no one cares and the movie's five minutes long. And he like I said, he gets kidnapped by Mr. Cole. Jerry's Mr. like Cole, oh. I don't want to see that movie. Hey, hey big guy, I don't wanna pay the ransom. <laughs> well, you can keep your dog though. Uh, <laughs> so Me and Phil are just gonna ride off into the sunset. I'd see that Sorry. movie. Jerry and Phil. Yeah. <laughs> So Snake goes to his locker, and as he's going to his locker, Mr. Lawrence announces over the speakers that the thought of the day is brotherhood. Uh, Shane and BLT come up to him, and they say that his brother is cool, and that he must get a lot of chicks. They ask if he can play ball with them later, and Snake says no, and he's very pissy, and he walks away. Um, in the extended version, they go on a little bit more detail about <laughs> what Snake's brother gets. Oh, do they? Just kidding. That's just the Sons of Anarchy slash Degrassi spinoff that I'm watching right now. <laughs> Courtney's watching Sons of Anarchy, everybody. <laughs> She's very thirsty for Jax. <laughs> just so you all know. Is that is that the hot one? Because I can't, I can't yeah. like deny it. <laughs> Put the gun down. <laughs> Patrick does make an appearance in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that's that's uh, what's his name? Chips. That's Chips. Chips. Yes, I fucking he's my favorite. I love Chips. So the gun is, it, is it is it Charlie Hunnam? Because I love him. Yes. I love him. So Jax is Charlie Hunnam. Yes. But Chips Dude, is actually my favorite. Uh, actually, Tig is my favorite. Tig is so funny. Okay, mark my words. If he had been in the, like, he was supposed to be, uh, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, if he had been fucking the Fifty Shades of Grey guy, it would have been a fucking hit, and people wouldn't be making fun of it. That guy's hot. <laughs> so, Joey, on Degrassi. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If it, okay, but I'll let you go on. But if if he did have to play a character in Degrassi, of course he is clutch, right? <laughs> of course, I can't, I can't answer that question right now. I need to think about it. <laughs> I mean, who else would he be? There's nobody hotter than Clutch. Okay, okay, simmer down. So Joey walks uh, in and. Uh, <laughs> He, he's walking towards the school and he, or sorry, he's walking in the hallway and he sees Shane and BLT there. And so you see him kind of pivot and try to get away from them, but they catch up to him and they ask him if he's famous yet. 
and he says that he's going to be going to a meeting later that day and uh, also says that he's got to walk away because he's like, I'm going back to the radio station and I'm a pretty busy guy. So he's kind of like talking big. And there's a moment where Shane and BLT kind of speculate if he's telling the truth. And then they're like, no, 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 he's full of shit. And BLT specifically says, Joey has a voice like a bullfrog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Garcia is teaching more about the spread of AIDS, not HIV AIDS. Via handshake? Uh, Erica asks that if uh, homosexuals and prostitutes get it, then why do they need to worry? And Garcia reminds them that in their experiment... Snake gave it to everybody, at which point Shane reaches out and touches Snake, and Snake is all annoyed, but he does not say, don't touch me, so you cannot have a drink. Damn it. Okay, side note, like, prostitutes have sex with people, so there's... Are you sure? With just people? I mean, yeah, like, (laughs) if it's only gay people and prostitutes, like, prostitutes have sex with again it's 1988 uh i'm aware i'm just saying uh they're like uh it's it's demonstrative of uh the attitudes towards aids at the time so heather asks it's very much like it 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 will never happen to me i'm not i'm not them i'm not that person so again and this is yeah, and they're they're trying to again. The point is that they're trying to teach you, the viewer, about stuff. But again, I, I feel like Garcia's answers aren't explicitly clear. Like, no, anyone can get it. It's passed on through these things. Like, yeah. and again, I feel like in 1988, if you're going to do a show about this, you can be very explicitly clear about how this happens. Which I will say, when they move on to Degrassi High and they deal with this, they get it much more correct. And, like, we have a history in this show of, like, Degrassi being explicitly clear on things. Yeah. Like, obviously clear, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Oh, they've already pretty much told us. So, I mean, I guess it, like, what is Garcia supposed to say? Like, Garcia is supposed to be like, oh, yes, I'm aware. But also, like, bisexual people exist. Um, like, rape also exists. People who are closeted gay people still exist, and then they go home and infect their wives, and it's not just a gay disease, and, like, all of the things. Like, there's there's so many intricacies that have to be explored when it comes to the spread of HIV. But again, Arlo, you know that, like, we're much smarter than... Um, the people who are producing this episode in 1988. Well, I mean, I just, so I don't well, think... I, I wouldn't say we're much, like, smarter, but... Okay, uh, maybe more maybe aware. We're, we're in the future. Aware of how specifically <laughs> this particular virus uh, spreads. Yeah. So I, I think that, I don't think that in this episode you have to have Mr. Garcia listing out like the 400 ways that it can happen. No. I just think, again, there's just a couple of main points that you can clarify a little bit better than what happened in this episode. And I feel like we're still being ambiguous with the facts here, and that's the problem. Yeah. Heather, yeah, asks, Heather asks about blood transfusions, and Allison asks if a mosquito bit somebody and then bit you 
could you get it? And of course, we, we do get a little bit more factual information, though it's very quick, right? What about blood transfusions? Ah, they test now. Which I guess is kind of right, but... Yeah. You know. Uh, Lucy then asks if uh, Mr. Garcia, why he's teaching this. And Mr. Garcia says it's not part of the curriculum, and they're doing it on a voluntary basis, the teachers are. And I thought to myself, like, I, I mean, it's noble. I'm glad that they're doing it. But, like, in real life, isn't that a big fucking problem? Like, yeah, you cannot deviate from the curriculum because you feel. Especially with sex stuff, like, you gotta sign yeah. those fucking forms, right? Yes, yes. Sex ed is a huge deal, and you cannot just decide to go rogue off what the curriculum has like outlined especially in sex education yeah so i feel like this dude is like they're they're in they're gonna get in shit and good for him like if that's what he's decided to do but also weird that if he has this you know the smarts about him to like go rogue and then bring in the handshake lesson yeah So they all leave class again, and um, we get this line, which I remember from Degrassi High, too. Shane and BLT say that they're really bored with AIDS. Um, and then they say, but Snake isn't because he has it. And they tease him about it again. And at this point, uh, Snake shoves BLT. BLT shoves him back. And Snake lands into a wall. And to his side... There is photos of athletes of the year, including his brother, right next to him. And uh, angel over his shoulder. His brother right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not his brother in high school. (laughs) He got the photo when he was in town. Well, and it says junior high, too, so it's not like an age picture. It's like his brother right now. So maybe he got his his award last year, you know? That's why his brother came back to town. They they didn't have his photo for the award wall. <laughs> sorry, I meant. Oh, sorry, I meant to get that photo to you. <laughs> so we get a fight, which is really just a little wrestling match, and Mr. Garcia stops it. BLT and Snake or Shane leave, and Mr. Garcia asks Snake if he wants to talk. And when he touches Snake's shoulder, Snake recoils like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> And then he looks at the photo of his brother, his aged brother, who was clearly not in junior high at that time. That is correct. Yeah. And then I wrote, because poor snake. Poor snake. So I, like, although it doesn't directly apply to situations we're dealing with today, I feel like the general idea that, um, you know, something like a massive issue is affecting somebody and a lot of other people are bored. Like they're over it. Right. Like who, who is it? You said there were, there were bored of being BLT and uh, Shane are bored of AIDS, right? Like they're done with it. They don't want to talk about it anymore because it has nothing to do with them. I mean, you know what? It's not obviously not the same thing, but it's kind of like people are pretty bored with COVID right That's now. That's what I mean. And they're just like, fuck it. Like, I'm going out and I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I'm over it. I'm done with it. It's not affecting me. But I even think it could be applied to other more important issues, like, like, even like Black Lives Matter. It's just like, okay, I've, I've, I've like, I've like re, I've, I've shared some fucking shit on Facebook now. Like, I've shared like three fucking articles. Can we move on from this now? Like, it's, I'm bored of it. I'm tired of everything in my Facebook yeah. being about this But it's thing. the same idea. It's like, this doesn't affect me. I, you know, I've, I've tried to be a little bit concerned. I'm sharing, like, 
you know, I'm sharing this shit now. Okay, I'm done. Can we fucking move on? Yeah, but the problem, I think, is that, like, you know, I can sit there and go, I'm bored of AIDS, I'm bored of Black Lives Matter, and it's like, you know who else is bored of it? Like, the people who are living it are fucking bored of people the situation that they're AIDS. in. Like, they're like, people, yeah, we're also yeah. bored of how the fucking world exactly. works. Oh, that's my yeah. whole point. Yeah. Is like, it, like, it's privilege that we are even have the ability to say we're bored of it. But it's just unfortunate, like, back at that time... People really didn't discuss privilege or what it really meant. So, you know, lines like this, although probably not affecting a lot of people, still reinforce that idea that like, okay, it doesn't impact me anymore. I'm over it. And it's okay to say that you're over it because it doesn't affect you. Uh, Dorothy approaches Arthur because now <laughs> let's go from this serious conversation and to this fucking bullshit storyline. Dorothy. Uh, she approaches Arthur after school and asks why he's lying to people about being rich. She says she bet everybody that he was, and now she has to pay all her savings, <laughs> which is twenty dollars. And I mean, clearly she hasn't been going to Degrassi for that long. <laughs> everyone has way more money than twenty bucks. He makes her promise not to tell anyone else, and. Um, promises that he'll pay her debts and she's like maybe a little more than twenty dollars and it's fucking supposed to be cute and i just want to vomit like i'm sorry but the sons of anarchy crossover comes back here it's like hey you got debts to pay to me dorothy what the fuck are you gonna do about it (laughs) so she she promises not to tell anyone if he pays off he agrees and then of course she's got her fingers crossed behind her back because fuck them both uh, I like uh, like if this was like a storyline that was like a sibling brother relationship that I had bought into from the beginning. I like maybe I could have gotten behind it, but like we're we're expected to believe this is a close cousin relationship. I just I don't know. I mean that we've never heard of before that is now the fucking be all. She knows everything. She knows everything about his life. Now, Tessa knows everything about his fucking life now. Lily knows everything about his fucking life now. Like, I... <sighs> what I don't understand, I get, like, is that there is so much more content to pull from to be the subplot of these of these episodes. Like, you have the Lucy and her friends subplot about her being, you know, did she sleep with him? Did she not sleep with him? Like, there is so much other content you can pull from. Why are you continuing to highlight this fucking bullshit storyline about whether Arthur is rich or not. Like, I I genuinely don't have an answer. I don't understand. Uh, I agree. The, the twins in LD are leaving the school, and Lucy uh, tries to speak with them again. And as she's going to speak with them, uh, up, pull up, clutch, and pull... Uh, LD tells Lucy, oh, your boyfriend is here. You better go. And Lucy says that they split up. And LD says, aw, and when you were just getting started, because she's, again, just totally fucking bitch. Yep. Why are, like, why are Paul and Clutch here? Because they're oblivious, right? They just Are they trying to win Lucy back? Are they just, like, trying to fucking... Well, blow shit up at the junior high school? Like, what's the deal? No, they're clearly calling out to Lucy. Um, so they're clearly there for her. I mean, you know, Paul walked out on her and probably hasn't spoken with her yet. But I think at this point, in Paul's head, he still calls the shots. So he's like, you know, if I roll up to the fucking school in Clutch's car, 
Lucy will come to me, right? I, I, it's not, I, I, I'm sure that they thought like that. They're idiots. I think so. Uh, Lucy says to LD, if you don't believe me, let's ask him. So the twins and LD reluctantly follow Lucy to Paul. And Paul says right in front of everybody, did we have sex? And Paul ultimately does not answer, which basically indicates that they did not. And Lucy walks away. And LD at this point realizes that she's the worst, and she chases after her and apologizes. Uh, we see Snake playing basketball. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that Liz, like that, Lucy lied to her. Yeah, it only but change the fact of whether she thinks she had sex or not. So, what's what's the worst thing though? Who's that's who's the worst not, out of the two? Not, that's not the worst thing. <laughs> anyway, anyway. LD is the worst. Uh, so the twins, uh, sorry, uh, Lucy, nope, that's the next one. We see Snake playing basketball by himself, and he's just so sad. Poor Snake. Poor old Snake. So we're back at the radio station. Uh, Joey walks in again, and we have the receptionist saying that she'll hire the first person who applies for whatever job they're they're trying to get people to apply for. She's on the phone. And then she tells Joey that the program manager is not going to see him. So she's just flat out like, no, he's not going to see you. Joey asks about the janitor's job. And I thought, he's fucking 14. Like, <laughs> but they hire him. Of course they do. We're just like, yeah, 14. Come be the janitor at the radio station overnight. Uh Joey, it's like a tiny radio station. Like I can't believe that they need an actual janitor. They sure do. Uh, Empty the garbages. So he says that the job is on the ground floor of the music business, um, but he begs for the job, which is his job interview. <laughs> no resume, no <laughs> nothing. She's just like, "All right, well, you came here and you begged, and you're 14. You're hired." Well, she's under a lot of pressure. Uh, back at Snake's place. Uh, Glenn is angrily putting his bags into the Jeep. Snake stops him and asks what happened. And Glenn says he does not exist anymore. And that Snake is the only son that their parents have now. So here I think of all the parts in this episode is the part that, that rubs me the most the wrong way. Yeah. Snake apologizes for how he acted. and But he's like, it's weird, you know. And I mean, okay. So far I'm like, okay. Okay, it's weird. You're 14. You're 14? It is weird. It's weird. If you've never heard about it before or seen it before, it is 100% weird. It's okay for him to feel that way. So then Shane asks if he's also going to be gay because they're related. Snake. Or sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Snake asks if he's going to be gay. His exact words are, I'm not going to be like you, am I? And when Glenn says that it doesn't work that way, Shane is relieved. And you, Snake is relieved. Fuck Snake. Fucking bullshit. Shane probably is relieved too somewhere, but. Yeah. Snake is relieved. And all of a sudden, as the viewer, I'm like, wait a second. Like, was that his problem? Because all of a sudden, this, this troubled child throughout the whole episode, all yeah. of a sudden is okay. Because he realizes that he is not doomed to, be to being gay because yeah. his brother is. And like, I, I, yeah, like, big problem. Big yeah. problem. 
Big time. Uh, Shane asks Glenn when he's going to come back, and Glenn says he'll come back when he's welcome, and the show ends. A.K.A. never. <laughs> yes. Yep. We never see him again. He is... Uh, well, he Apparently he is mentioned in Bad Blood Part 1. Okay, well... Which we look forward to. Yes, a ways uh, from now. Yes. But uh, not specifically mentioned. So, uh, James, what do you think of this? Well, I, I, I feel that, like, as, as much as we talk about, like, does Degrassi get it right? Does Degrassi get it wrong? I think this one was le- resting on their laurels of, like, we're going to talk about important subjects. And they kind of, like, stopped there. Because at this point, season three, they're on a Canadian network, they're on an American network, and they're talking about, you know, uh, kind of AIDS and, uh, you know, his brother being gay. And those two subjects, like, yeah, they've always talked about heavy subjects, but I, I, I believe, well, and then there's the episode with Caitlin, right, where they talked about whether it was Miss Avery, like her being a lesbian and stuff, so they touched on it. But, like, I just feel like... I don't know if it's it's because it's dated, but just like it, it feels like all stereotypes and like, you know, Snake is so self-absorbed. He's like, oh, I don't want to turn into one of those right after his brother just came out to him. And there's like no empathy whatsoever. So it's like and I get that he's he apologizes to after. But like, I don't like that there's no there's no redemption in this case. Like you don't hear, you hear about his brother, but you never see him. His parents are like, you're out of the family. Like it's just heart wrenching. But again, that's a Degrassi trope of being kind of gritty and realistic. I use quotations there, but um, (laughs) yeah. uh, I, again, I, 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 at this point, Arthur and Yick, like their storyline, those characters are dead to me. Like it, it's <laughs> they're 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 not dead to me. The, but like realistically, what goes on from here with Arthur and Yick? Yick starts to smoke smoke, and then you know once becomes cool and doesn't want anything to do with Arthur. I think that's it. And then Arthur gets a crush on Caitlin. Like really, it's so much time was devoted to both of these characters for the first three seasons and then they just kind of like well we're pretty much all we can do with you guys like yeah i don't know let's just keep running the storyline of yick and arthur's wacky adventures oh isn't there the episode where arthur toilet papers a tree or something yeah they toilet paper the tree together and arthur does it to yeah. prove he's not a nerd there's also an episode where arthur is good at poker yes oh yeah that's, a, high, over. that's yep. a good that's a good episode because that's where like that's where everyone's the hanging happens. out. The pot party happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great episode. Yes. Um, yeah. And then there's that. So I guess there's stuff, but like, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's just these past four episodes, this thing about Arthur being rich. And then we've already seen the, it's like, maybe they tried to do like a, a Pulp Fiction type thing. They're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to show the ending episode at Christmas first. We're going to fuck with those kids who are watching. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it's like memento yeah. <laughs> yeah memento exactly like christopher nolan was like 18 and he's like oh you're there i'm gonna make you a movie about that and i assume that's how christopher nolan talks um <laughs> um no but like you know what i mean like it it's it just that's why i think i like about degrassi so much because like the kids who who act in it and the actors nobody's perfect and not i don't think i think for me the perfect degrassi episode is that party episode for me like just because it's like the stuff between kathleen and melanie come to a head and then there's i like the boys poker party where like you know don't judge a book by its cover arthur's a pretty cool guy he's not but you know i don't know i'm going off in, in circles here but to get back to this episode specifically, I, I just think it's like we did our episode. We don't want to get too far into it, even though we we can. But for some reason, they didn't. I don't know why. But it, it just I wonder if I they, they were worried about it. Like maybe they weren't as much misinformed as they were like, well, we can't quite say that it's OK just yet. Like what kind of back like Durassi doesn't strike me as a show that chickens out on that kind of stuff, but maybe. No, no, that's why this is weird. Yeah, like I don't, you know what? What at what point in time? That's a that's a really the the other thing is like everything that that uh, Snake goes through in this episode. It's not like it's unrealistic. Like well, everything that he thinks I... and feels feels like it it could really happen. It's just. As a viewer, because the show is, you know, it's about his journey through this, but there's yeah. nowhere through this where we learn certain things like, that's not how it goes. Um, what about your brother? Like, I would have liked to have seen it where, you know, I maybe, like, you would think at the end, after going through this whole journey where Snake is very upset, and then he finds out his brother has, has basically lost his parents. If if it was that moment where he's like, well, fuck, like, it's way worse for you. Holy shit. Like, I didn't realize that's a big deal. Then yeah. that would have been something. But instead, again, there's that moment where he's relieved because he finds out he's not going to be gay, too. And it's like, that's not the lesson. And again, I get in real life. Maybe that is the lesson that this child took. And But if you're trying to teach the viewer a lesson, you didn't teach them anything. Yeah, you would think like maybe this is where Snake would be like, I don't care if you're gay. I love you. You're my brother, right? You ain't it, heavy. It's like, <laughs> my brother. Exactly. Right? It's, not, it's not he ain't heavy. Oh, good. I'm not going to be gay. You know, it, it's it's uh, that's not. The yeah, song? I, I just no, uh, no. I just feel like the method like the weird owl version. The Snake doesn't learn anything here. You know what I mean? Like, nope. it, it, like he just—he's not not gonna be gay. Dodge, Dodge the bullet. The bullet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Not. You know, I might witness someone die. That might happen. But I'm. <laughs> well, he doesn't see I'm him die. He be... walks in on him when he's dead. Let's be. Uh... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but then he saves someone's life. So about yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel. I, I wanted, and I didn't really remember this episode, and I feel like every time I watch it, I skip this because I just get a little frustrated because it's just like, ugh, it's just like the the bad stereotypes. It's like watching a sex ed tape from 1960, right? It's, it's just, 
those things those things have been Glenn is a homosexual. Know. See? Yeah. Is that what he said in exactly. like the nineteen sixties? Yeah. See here, see? I think uh, um just to interject before we go on. Sorry, I keep standing away from my I think the big contrast I noticed between um then and now is like then the storyline about having a gay brother was aimed at you know the person affected by like we said like the person affected by having someone gay in their life whereas now like whereas now the focus of like shows that address homosexuality they're addressed at the people who actually are experiencing you know, those questions they are actually directed at the people who are gay or who think they might be gay or who are struggling with coming out. Right. Like they're not directed at the other people around them. And I think that's where the big no. shift has occurred from then to now. Arlo. I. Oh, sorry. Go James. Go. No, I, I just said, I agree next week. Uh, we're going to be coming back with the whole truth. Uh, Caitlin has problems with testing cosmetics on animals. Oh, who doesn't? Those poor little bunnies. Yeah. I am terrified of these, this episode. I do not want to see the bunny get the needle in the eye. I don't think we, I don't think you have to. I don't know. This is what I'm remembering and I am dreading it. Okay, well, skip but it. Tu- tune, tune in, everybody. <laughs> tune in. Watch the episode and then uh, come back and listen to us in uh, less than a week's time. And in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter at Narbo's Podcast and hit me up. Well, don't hit me up, but you can follow me at uh, Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Slip with five eyes or slip. Courtney. My Christian name. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We are at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. Check us out. And as I always say, check out the Kick-Ass Degrassi accounts to follow us because, man, they have a lot of info. They're like a bunch of Arlos. <laughs> um, you can follow me on uh, uh, oh, Loose Ropes on Twitter there if you have a wrestling-related question or something because I have a wrestling podcast. And you tend to. Are you like the sex with Sue, but for wrestling questions? No, um, no, no, because like <laughs> Sue Johansson was actually like uh, educated, <laughs> trained doctor. I'm just a fan, so, so oh. I'm uh, just imagining somebody with a wrestling question that you could answer. I have a problem with wrestling, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what my favorite wrestling questions are is when you go to a party and someone will be like, oh, you're to wrestling? Remember The Rock? That's my favorite. <laughs> I like when they're like, that's you like wrestling? My- do you mean like the fake stuff or do you mean like college wrestling? And I'm just like, what do you yes, think? Like- I'm a big fan of Greco-Roman, yeah. like, freestyle, <laughs> particularly at the collegiate level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Arlo? Oh, Sue Johansson does have a line of sex toys, so I look are they forward also to James's line of sex toys. Are they teledildonics? <laughs> Sorry, are they teledildonics? They are not, actually. They're just good old-fashioned sex toys. Just that will find good old your... rubber in the right They'll kind of forms. Fi- find your G-spot. Uh, I'm Arlo. You can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. <laughs> 
All right, folks. Well, on that note, we'll try to find your podcast G spot again next week. Yeah. So we'll see you then. Bye. 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 Everyone